Welcome to the APTA podcast. I'm Amelia Sullivan. In today's episode, we're excited to be joined by one of our very own APTA staffers, Drew Contreras. Drew is a physical therapist and serves as APTA's Vice President of Clinical Integration and Innovation. Drew has joined us today to talk about an exciting new project, APTA's Fit for Practice initiative powered by Hyperice. In short, the COVID-19 pandemic shed light on a lot of issues for healthcare providers, things like burnout, fatigue, and professional uncertainty. This initiative was designed with those things in mind to help you as PTs, PTAs, and students recover, evolve, and remain resilient now and in the future. That's the quick version of what we're about to dive into today. But before we do that, Drew, how about you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hey, everybody. I'm Drew Contreras, and I'm really excited to be here talking with you guys today. So, Drew, tell us, what is APTA's Fit for Practice initiative? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Uh, The APTA Fit for Practice initiative is really something that's been brought together to address a whole bunch of problems that are really showing themselves uh, stronger and stronger through the pandemic. Over the last 18 months, um, you know, the profession has gone ahead and tried to um, persevere despite all the difficulties with uh, patient care, COVID, sometimes PTs um, being left out of the of the circle, if you will, right? Like PTs weren't always uh, the first people to get N95 masks because physical therapy was called a non-aerosol generating treatment, you know, which is uh, if, you know, if you've ever stood somebody up and walked them down the hallway after, after getting them up out of bed, you know, that's not true. So uh, the reality is that the profession has, has really taken it on the chin, if you will, right? The people are tired. Um, people's jobs were in question. Some people experienced layoffs. People got their hours cut. Uh, and it's the first time um, in, in, I think, ever for the profession where people had to really reevaluate, what am I doing this for? Is this, is this what I want to be doing? You know, we know that a lot of other healthcare providers are, are also, you know, reevaluating where they are, reevaluating the services they provide. Um, but this initiative, right, is designed uh, for us to take care of each other. It's designed to help, you know, clinicians, PTs, PTAs, everybody working in the, in the profession about what can we do to take care of each other? What can we do to take care of ourselves? So, you know, the intent here is that we rally together some of our resources uh, with a, you know, we, we've put together a big coalition of partners of people uh, and professions from different aspects, different areas, and some people outside of our profession to give us tools and resources so that we can, in a sense, you know, build ourselves stronger, make ourselves more resilient, um, address some of the problems that we know are going on, and try to take care of each other as we move forward with the profession. Yeah, and you mentioned problems, and obviously all those examples are so valid. But also, uh, will the project really even amplify the things that we've learned that ended up being a benefit to the profession through this experience? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we saw that through the pandemic, there were ways that the physical therapy profession answered this call to service, right? We implemented telehealth. We were able to 
despite not being able to be next to our patients, we could still provide services. We found physical therapists working in situations and primary care roles like emergency rooms or working out on COVID wards, uh, going and you know, more or less being deployed in a civilian setting to these uh, initial COVID response units. Um, and you saw that the profession you know, is there to serve and is agile enough to adapt and make changes. But um, you know, these things come with a cost, right? There, there's a cost that comes with continuing to serve and continuing to be flexible and agile enough to do these things. And you know, we wanna make sure that we're addressing all those things with this campaign. Yeah, so so looking back at the, the campaign, as you described, it sounds super robust. So tell us a little bit about the structure of how this will all work. So the campaign is broken down into four basic pillars or, or areas of concentration, right? The first pillar is a movement pillar where we want to talk about your strength your personal mobility, you know, your restorative movement practices. We want to talk about, you know, has your, the way that you take care of yourself, has that changed? Have you not been able to go to the gym because your gym got closed and maybe you just never got around to getting your membership back? Or, you know, if you were particularly used to having your crew and you met up at your, at your class, whether that be some sort of bar class or, or other activity class, right? And, and then that got stopped because of COVID. And maybe you haven't had a chance to get, get it back together. Um, and maybe just your personal movement and strength had to take a back seat, right, to all the other things that were going on. So, so we really want to make sure that, you know, as movement professionals, um, you know, sometimes it can be like the old saying, you know, married to a carpenter or live in a shack, right? Like we, we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and that we're taking care of each other. You know, and the next pillar that we want to talk about is resiliency, right? And, and this one's fairly obvious, right? Uh, we're talking about, you know, stress management, mental health, emotional health. Um, this, this is an incredibly stressful time, right? And a lot of times, right, as, as care providers, it's very easy to kind of take your, uh, your mental health needs and kind of push them down, right, and, and kind of make sure that you're providing everything for all your patients and all the other things that are going on uh, and sacrificing that on yourself because it's, it's easy to get away from it, but it has its toll, right? We have to make sure that we are doing those things, that we are uh, prepared and taking care of ourselves uh, with these things, because we, you know, the literature is so clear, right, that if you don't handle stress, stress uh, will begin to have a negative impact on you pretty quickly. And then, you know, the, the most blatant one of all these things is, is restoration. Uh, how's your sleep? How's your nutrition? How's your breathing? Um, you know, it, obviously, right, the, the pandemic just exploded problems we had with, um, chain management of food and nutrition and restaurants and just kind of everything just got turned upside down, right? And as a result of that, um, you know, things that you normally had access to, you didn't have access to anymore, right? And so you had to make changes uh, and some of them were not for the better, right? And maybe we're still holding on to those changes, um, you know, having uh, poor nutritional meals just out of convenience because that's what's available for you, right? Like you still can't go to some of your favorite healthier restaurant choices or, um, you know, 
you, you used to have healthy lunch options, but now those places aren't accessible. So you're packing food and you're using prepackaged food or things that just aren't providing you the nutritional value. Or, you know, like so many of us, you're on early morning, late Zoom calls. You're getting a ton of blue light exposure in front of a screen all day long. Uh, your your family life has been upended because kids are home from school and you're now trying to manage that at home. So you're getting up earlier to make sure their work's done or, or things like that. So your sleep cycles have just been upended. Um, it, so it's really important that we start to take an objective look at some of these things, you know, and, and determine where are we lacking? What can we do? What are the things that we can do to, to kind of help ourselves? And then the last pillar we really want to talk about is, is practice health. Um, you know, a lot of times, if you are working in a practice setting, whatever it is, whether that's inpatient, outpatient, a skilled nursing or whatever, right? We have no doubt that your professional development certainly took a backseat during the pandemic. Our, the regular courses or conferences you would attend were put on hold. Um, you know, it's some places, it's just hard to get any of that uh, continuing education done just because of budget cuts or just constraints, you couldn't get there, or you're just, you're so sick of being in front of a Zoom camera that you, you have no desire to take a course in that manner, right? So we got to make sure that, you know, we're maintaining our licensure, that we're doing the things we need to do uh, to keep our practice going, you know, and likewise, we want to make sure that um, we're taking the opportunity to make sure that we're communicating and mentoring and leading uh, other people in our practices, right? That professional development is happening, that you're still providing mentorship for new people, that you know, even though our colleagues are, are tired, that we're still providing uh, the guidance and professional development that they need so that they can continue to work, right? A lot of people feel that this has exposed um, problems in their professional pathways and they're reevaluating whether they want to work in that setting or whether they want to be in the profession at all. So if we're not, you know, taking us the time to look at this, uh, it's really going to have a, 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 a multiplied impact on the profession for years to come. So that's a lot to cover and APTA has experts in all different areas, um, but this is a great opportunity for you to tell us a little bit about some of the partners who are bringing on that are that also have experts in, in these areas. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this campaign was structured purposefully to have people from different aspects bringing us this information. Some you know, very large uh, corporate clinicians with some, you know, huge names in the profession are, are going to be bringing you content and, and bringing you thoughts and snippets, pearls of wisdom. But we also have some partners who are working in smaller settings, right? More uh, regional practices where, you know, they can speak to what it's like uh, in those settings, right? As well as um, people just from completely outside of physical therapy who work specifically in these domains of, you know, physical performance and human performance where, you know, they, they you know, may be working with uh, Olympic athletes, right? Or, or other, you know, world-class training centers, but they're bringing their knowledge on how to work with these systems to us so that we can make sure that, you know, we're taking care of each other and that we're addressing these problems head on. So the nice thing about this is um, this isn't designed to be a one viewpoint on any of these topics. It's designed so that 
we're going to bring in lots of experts. We're going to have lots of different ways of covering this information. Whether you are a person who prefers to, you know, still print out articles and read them and highlight them, right? Or if you are somebody who prefers to just listen to a podcast while they're driving into work, or you're somebody who likes to do social media engagements and ask questions, you know, live, or whatever it is, we're trying to do a various ways of delivering this information so that you can consume it and and kind of get to the things that speak to you best and in order to do that we have to have a lot of different voices a lot of different ways of delivering it so that way we can reach the most people in the profession and that's the that's the architecture behind it so tell us a little bit about i mean you're just you just talked about all the different ways that we could be covering this content so talk about what um members can expect uh, when when diving into these resources. So talk, yeah. you know, thinking about the structure of it, is it a classroom style, all those kind of things. So the structure of this is every week we will focus on one of the four pillars that we talked about, right? So let's uh, let's use movement as an example, right? So the first week we might be talking about movement. And what you can expect is every week we will roll out a list of here's what's coming up this week. We'll give you a list of the dates and times of the social media engagements. We will post written articles. We will have blogs available for you to consume. We'll have some podcasts and some other pre-recorded items for you to sit and listen to. And then we want to have some uh, some of the content providers um, there later on in the week for you to engage with. Right. So we may have an article, you know, written by an expert on a certain topic. And then you can read that article or you can listen to their podcast. And then, you know, maybe on Thursday, we'll have that author in so that you can then jump in and say, hey, I have a question about that. Or, you know, this part speaks to me, but I'm not clear about this, right? Um, we will certainly have sample things that you can do in each of these pillars, you know, ways that you can start to build some of these things into your lifestyle, ways that you can start to reintroduce some of these things, whether that's stress management, whether that's uh, breathing techniques, right? Whether that's uh, some strengthening techniques, but understand that this is not designed to be a start here, go through every step and end here campaign, right? This campaign's designed so you can jump in and out where it speaks to you. Like maybe there's a pillar that you feel pretty comfortable with, right? You're dialed in on your movement. You're going to the gym. Your mobility is amazing. So you don't feel like that's a week that you need to consume all that stuff, but you really need to dial in right on, on sleep, right? You know, you're having some sleep trouble. So then you can really focus on that. So this isn't designed to be a, a beginning and an end, but really more of a journey throughout this, right? And this is going to be 16 weeks long. So we're going to start this in the middle of October, and it's going to run all the way up until the combined sections meeting in February. So there will be lots of opportunities to engage and if you don't jump in until the middle, or let's say, you know, you have a colleague that hears about this at week three or six or nine, they can still jump in and all the content will be archived in the webpage. So they can go all the way back to week one at any time and still get into this content and consume it. Yeah, and this is a good place to mention for people, um, obviously, if you want to learn more about the campaign or if you, you know, are listening to this in mid-October and we've started already, if you go to APTA's website, APTA.org, um, and type in the search bar, uh, Fit for Practice, you'll, the first page that pops up is exactly where uh, all these resources will be housed. 
Um, so you can learn more there. And then Drew, uh, one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is this is free. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, thanks to the generosity of our partners, this campaign is completely free. Everything in here is free, whether that's content from experts, you're going to see there's going to be some CEU course offerings that will be free for you. There will be um, some other, uh, whether it's written things or all this stuff is free. And the reason for that is the price shouldn't be a barrier, right? This is stuff that we need to get. And if you care about the profession and you care about what's going on, we just need to provide this stuff to our colleagues. So again, everything's 100% free and it's open to APTA members and non-members. So you don't even need to be a member of the APTA to engage on this. This is for the entire profession, regardless of membership and free of price. So Drew, what are you hoping uh, that really comes of this project? So what are you hoping someone goes through the entire you know, project um, and comes out and they're a new clinician, they're refreshed, they're, uh, they're resilient? What are you hoping? Yeah, right. That would be amazing, right? But I'm not foolish enough to think that, you know, we have all the answers or that by tuning in on this, you know, that this is a magic fix. Absolutely not, right? This is a journey. Um, and all I really hope is that by tuning into this and, and, and consuming the content that speaks to you, that maybe it makes you think just a little bit. Maybe you make just one positive change for how you take care of yourself or how you take care of the people that work with you or for you, right? Maybe there's just one or two things that you realize, um, hey, you know what, I, that's something I can do. That's something that's not too big of an ask for me or it's not too big of a reach um, that you know you can do this and this is going to help you, right? That's what this is all about. Um, we're not looking to make gigantic sweeping changes in, in how you, you know, and how you, all these aspects of your life are. But if, if we can provide just a little bit of improvement in where you are, I think that's, that's a win, right? That's a win of how I would look at it for, for any of us. So for those listeners, again, if you want to learn more about the APTA's Fit for Practice campaign, you just visit APTA.org. And then in the search bar, type in Fit for Practice. It'll take you straight to the page. Also, too, if you're listening ahead of the official launch of the project, um, you can enter your information and you'll be um, really you'll receive an email once uh, the content starts going live. So you'll know exactly what's happening and when it's happening. So, Drew, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add before we uh, end this talk? No, the only thing I would I would say is, you know, if you're somebody who uh, feels like they have some stuff to offer in this campaign, right? You feel like this is something that you have found ways to work this into your clinical experiences, whether that's work and home balance or, or whatever it is, engage with us, right? Like uh, the, the, I will be the first to say, by no means do I have all the answers, right? But I'll also be the first to tell you, I'm willing to listen to anybody and I'm willing to help kind of share information uh, that could be helpful for other people, right? So if you're one of those people who, who, who has some, some pearls of knowledge to share with us, jump in on the campaign, interact with us, offer us those opportunities. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, develop this as we go in, in some of these areas. Uh, and I really want to make sure we, we're providing things that speak to people. So I invite all of you that, that are listening uh, to jump in with us, right? See where we're going, take an active part in it, and see what we can do to help the profession. Drew, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Have a great day, guys.
To learn more about APTA's Fit for Practice initiative, powered by HyperEyes, visit apta.org slash fit for practice. You could also go to apta.org and type in the search bar fit for practice. It'll take you straight there. APTA podcasts like this one are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. I'm Amelia Sullivan. Thanks for listening.